Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I am so glad you've joined me here. Let's dive right in. I want to talk to you about the economy. I am recording this on July 1st, 2019, and let me report to you that today marks the longest period in the U.S. economy that the U.S. economy has gone without a recession. Pretty stunning. This is historic. This is the longest period that the U.S. economy has gone without a reception. It's pretty stunning. Our economy is unbelievably strong. It's had an amazing run. And the good news, really good news, is that it's happened sort of gradually and steadily. So there hasn't been just an explosion or what some people sometimes call a bubble. We haven't just rapidly grown a dramatic bubble so that things should pop instantly. Uh, But it's grown steadily and smoothly and it's very, very strong. We are at a 50-year low of unemployment rate, and we are at a time of unbelievably strong job creation. Now, I know I must sound like a spokesman for the Trump administration. That is not what I am. But whatever the causes, we are in a very, very strong economy. We're in a very, very good position as far as global trade. We're in a strong position as far as job creation. We're at a 50-year low in unemployment rate. And we now, as of this day, as of this date, July 1, 2019, we have broken the record for the longest period without recession in American history. So it needs to be celebrated. And whoever has created this, whoever has contributed to it, uh, and certainly it's at least this president, if not a couple of presidents back, uh, we've done we've done well and they all deserve credit. So that's not my point. My point is that whenever something like this happens, you begin to get people worrying that it's going to end. And let me tell you uh, that this often becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that when the prognosticators, when the economists, when the evening news leads off with experts are saying the current economic strength is likely to end, then it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. People can actually talk their way, fear their way, doubt their way, and thus behave their way into a recession. Now, I'm not saying there's not, uh, there's not, there aren't serious economic forces behind these things. This is not just a matter of happy talk and you know whether you're listening to the right motivational speaker. But the fact is when a recession, we've gone recession proof, we've gone without recession for this long, when we've broken records, when we have a historic all-time economy, breaking records and setting and resetting the bar, then two things are obvious. People, first of all, are going to start worrying about when it's going to end or modify. And second of all, it's going to modify. It's absolutely going to change. Record, you know, when you're making history, uh, when, when, you're, when you're further along than you've ever been before, things obviously are going to modify. They're going to change. There's going to be some modification. There's going to be some shift. Now, don't let this produce fear. First of all, let's take a moment before we rush to the fear and celebrate the good. So today, in whatever way you do, raise a glass, say a prayer, turn to someone and acknowledge, just simply acknowledge the fact that we've got a historically strong economy. By the way, interest rates are likely to be even lower 
in the coming months. And so this could continue for quite some time. But at some point, it's not, in my opinion, going to all come to a crashing end, but it is going to let up. It is going to, we are going to modify. We are going to shift. There's going to be some moderation. That's just how economies function. And let me pause here and put a little parenthesis in along the lines of what I just said. People who don't understand economics, people who don't watch national uh, journeys economically, people who don't watch the economies of nations, um, think that the downturns are aberrations or somebody doing something wrong or somebody asleep at the switch, and that frankly, prosperity and upturn, and by the way, Americans particularly think this way, that that's the way it ought to always be. Well, economies by definition don't necessarily rise and fall, you know, crash and soar, but they do shift. They do moderate. Some markets are better. One year pigs sell well, tomatoes don't. One year this company produces the hot new shirt or the hot new doll, or this uh, restaurant is just got lines out the front door and this, this other style is not doing well. One year everybody's getting off carbs and so the orange juice industry is tanking and then the next year, suddenly vitamin C makes you better and sexier and live longer and everything. And so people are drinking barrels of, of, of orange juice. You understand how it goes. Economies shift, economies modulate, economies rise and fall. And so the reason that I'm saying this to you is to be practical. We, can, we absolutely should celebrate the good of what's happened. But at the same time, we need to know things are going to shift. And what you want to do is you want to conduct your personal economics so that you are ready for shifts. You want to do the things that you don't want to be living on the ragged edge of how the economy is doing. Right now it's doing well. And when it's doing well, people often get lazy. Hey, the economy's strong. My job will never change. Uh, my, my current status will be great. I'll always make this much money. They don't have any cushion. They don't have any margin. They run up big debts. They assume interest rates don't matter on their credit cards. I know people who've got 18, 20% on their credit cards they're paying. Unbelievable. Well, what you want to do though is you want to enjoy the good times, but you want to use the good times also to prepare you for when the economy modulates. You want to make sure you've got some margin. You want to use that time to get out of debt. You want to use that time to lay aside some money. You want to use a, uh, that time to, uh, to start a side gig, to start another uh, source of income. You want to use that time to invest in some things that are smart uh, and that aren't risky. So here's where I get practical. I believe that sometime in the next year, we're going to see not a dramatic crash, but a modulation on the current good status. We've broken a record today. It's wonderful. I don't know that there'll be a massive inflation. I don't know that there'll be a harsh recession. There will be a change. And by the way, if the whole national economy does fantastically for the next 50 years, the industry you're in could undergo a downturn. I mean, I mean, you just we're moving, we're changing so fast that almost everybody listening to this podcast can think of an industry that doesn't hasn't done as well. Um, can think of a favorite restaurant chain that closed. Can think of a certain service that's no longer necessary. Can think of things that have changed. Even while the country was doing well, certain industries haven't done well, and you probably can note which ones they are. 
some of my favorite restaurant chains where I used to enjoy, uh, you know, eating, eating focaccio bread at a certain Italian joint, that Italian joint's going away. That thing's restricting. They, what is it? Management, buyout? I don't know. But economically, they're not doing well. That's the way it always is. So the smart guy is always preparing, not in fear, not starving his family so he can shove money under the mattress. No, that's not what you want to do. But you do want to prepare. How do you prepare? Well, first of all, keep this in mind. Cash is always king. You always want to have cash. You always want to have money to spend. Second of all, debt is everyone's problem. And we are way too much in debt. I did a podcast on this just a few weeks ago. We are in massive debt. Defaults on credit card debt uh, is happening to a huge degree. Millennials are being insane about debt. Uh, People have taken debt too lightly. And I've even talked to people who are in bad credit card debt. And what encouraged them to do that was when some macro economist, some person who was a specialist in the national economy, talked about the national debt as though it was no big deal. So these individuals thought, that their individual debt couldn't be that big a deal either. Well, too bad. Now they're paying 15, 16, 17, 18% on credit cards and they've got thousands charged. So you want to get out of debt. And I always recommend, and I will say again, I don't have any economic connection, no business connection at all to this company. But Dave Ramsey's firm, Ramsey Solution, is the one I strongly, strongly recommend. I've seen people get out of debt. I've seen people get their lives straightened out. I've seen marriages restored and kids made happy and uh, future doctors and lawyers and and professionals of every kind funded um, because families have gotten their stuff together and they did it together and it brought them together and it made them stronger. Now, I do speaking, I do speak at some Dave Ramsey events and yes, I get paid for that. But what I'm saying is by asking you to use the Dave Ramsey materials, you buying their books, you buying their starter kits, you buying whatever they've got, that money does not go in my pocket. So I always like to be clean about that kind of thing. I cannot recommend Ramsey Solutions, Dave Ramsey's organization enough. If you're in debt, you're in trouble, start listening to his podcast, start getting their materials. It will help you. And by the way, some of you aren't that much in debt, but you need to think about um, how, you know, what, what you need to leave your heirs and how, how you need to manage your affairs so you leave an estate for the next generation. Dave does all that stuff very, very well too. He's got a company over there of about 900 people and uh, I love them all dearly. I live here in Nashville half the year with a lot of them and know them and speak to that group and do devotions for them and speak at their events around the country. And so I know them a bit and I really am proud of this organization. Okay, enough about Dave Ramsey. But Get that material. Don't sink. Don't continue to sink. Okay? Number three, multiple income streams is the key to wealth. You do not want to have all your money coming from one paycheck from one company or one person in your family earning or one particular industry or source. The key to wealth is multiple income streams. I know I sound like a motivational speaker, but I'm telling you, a family that's really going to do well wants to have a number of different things. Have that online business. Dad's in one business and he's also doing some consulting. Mom's teaching at the local school, but she also has something else on the side. Who knows what it is? Or or, or does something different during the summer when the school's out. Um, the kids maybe contribute in their way and that money's put in for their college. And and this investing is smart and we, we plan 
plan for our vacation and use credit cards smartly to get points and we, we don't run up credit card debt and we don't plan to do student debt and on and on and on. You understand what I'm talking about. You manage your, your stuff well and you build side gigs. You build, uh, you, they talk about the gig economy. They talk of, they use the phrase, the side hustle. I believe the key to wealth is multiple income streams. Bev and I uh, basically work from home but we've probably got five or six different income streams. And it's just because we do a diversity of things and we, we develop that. So if any one thing goes away, there still would be other things. If something happened to one of us, the other one would still be earning. And it's the key to real wealth. And I strongly recommend it. It doesn't mean you have to exhaust yourself. Uh, does it doesn't mean you have to burn yourself out with one guy doing 16 different jobs. But figure out, get some wisdom, get some people to give you input. Figure out how to have, as they now say, the kids now say with their slang, the side hustle, the thing you're doing in addition to the main thing you're doing and watch income increase. And a lot of it, a lot of this, and this is of course the material you'll get from Ramsey if you work with them, but a lot of this has to do with just budgeting and being intentional about your money. Some people are living and eating and spending like the end of the world's coming next week. Well, it's not. And by the way, for some of you older ones who may be in your 50s or 60s, I think I, I say this every, every time I get a chance. One of the things that's really going to shock uh, a lot of people is how long they live. You know, folks who were in their early 60s, it wasn't that long ago when that was about the time you started thinking about retiring. That was the time you started taking, thinking about uh, you know, going on Social Security and retiring and, and getting your Medicare straightened out and, and, and just living the rest of your life sitting by the water. Well, that first of all, I think that's a flawed way of thinking about fulfilling your life and destiny and having a meaningful life. But second of all, people are living much, much longer than anyone could have expected. And so someone in their early 60s is very likely to live another 20 or 30 years. Well, you've got you've to stop thinking in terms of retirement and start thinking in terms of how to retool. Start thinking in terms of how you can do productive, meaningful, happy work in the future, hopefully making a difference in society, uh, and still earn an income. Our economy is growing. It's expanding. Good things are happening. New markets are being opened up. New labor markets are being opened up. What can you do? How can you serve? And I'm not talking about necessarily working at McDonald's unless that's just what you want to do. I'm talking about meaningful, noble work that you want to do that you can do into your older years. I'm telling you, the, all the age boundaries are going away. And people will be working and working happily and meaningful late into their life. Well, what you don't want to do is think that you're just going to be able to live on a very little bit of retirement and then sit down on your front porch rocking chair when you're 60 or 61. That's not only a meaningless life, that's also going to, I think, lead to economic destruction. So be intentional plan. Think about your life. Think about your needs. How many children do you have? What are your obligations? What are your needs? And by the way, do some investigating. I know some people recently um, who, have, who have gotten to the age of 65 and are going on Medicare and um, they're finding out that they're still going to have to pay some money every month for the rest of their lives. It's very expensive stuff, even though it's supposed to be uh, the state funded uh, retirement plan for Medicare. Well, that's how it goes. So be intentional. All of this to say Will there be an economic downturn? Yes, there's always an economic downturn coming somewhere. Will it happen nationwide? I don't know. Will it happen in some industries and not others? Without question. Will it happen in your industry? I don't know. The important thing is, do you know? And are you only dependent on one family member's check from one company?
People get fired, people get sick, things happen, companies shut down. You want multiple income streams, you want cash to be king, you want to not be in heavy debt, and you want to plan and be intentional. But here's what I want to say to get you to relax. Economies rise and fall. You ever been on a boat on the ocean or a lake when the wind is blowing? I'm telling you, economies rise and fall. They bounce up and down. I was on a boat off of Hawaii one time. You can't believe how high in the air we were bouncing and going back down again. But we survived and it was fun and we laughed and we got through it because we were prepared. So that's what you want to do. Yes, some economic tumultuousness is going to happen in your industry, in your life, or someone else's, or nationwide at some point. The present record-breaking economy is going to modify a little bit. It's going to modulate. Be ready, be calm, be faithful, be intentional, and you'll get through it. Don't be afraid. It's possible, though, that the experts are speaking us into an economic downturn as I speak right here in this podcast. Be wise and be ready. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.